Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning, everybody. And it's nice to be back with you again as we come now on the last few days of 1 Thessalonians. So we're in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, obviously, as we're finishing, it's the last chapter. Uh, I want to read, I'm actually just going to jump over a verse. So you might have expected verse 26, but I'm actually going to go to verse 27. And I think Andy's going to go back to verse 26 tomorrow. But if you do have your Bibles, then um, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 27 says this. This is the second to last thing uh, Paul says as he finishes the letter. He says this, I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. So I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. There's quite a lot of um, force in these words, which are um, which is being communicated. And, and clearly, Paul does not see this as a light thing uh, to, to say that the letter needs to be read. Funnily enough, um, I actually think that the, the NLT translation, which is sometimes known for being quite uh, loose, I actually think it communicates it quite well uh, for this verse. The NLT says it like this. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and sisters. There's a command in the in the ESV. There's a putting under oath. And the word that Paul uses there is a very strong verb. It's not uh, it's not a word that you would find being used in common speech for asking someone to do something. I wouldn't say to Anna using this word in Greek. I wouldn't ask her to make me a cup of tea, for instance. Um, this is a, a word which is linked to the the concept of binding something. I'm binding you to do this. And so if you don't, you've kind of broken trust between us. So this isn't a request. This isn't Paul saying, please um, make sure that they end up hearing this at some point. This is a, a binding. You must make sure this letter is read. And the other thing is, now I don't want to get too technical, but as I've explained before, there are two ways you can give a command in the original language. You can give a command which is commanding a habit. So like when Paul says pray continually, he means be in the habit of always praying. But there's also a command you can give for a one-time event. So um, if you think about it like this, uh, Evangeline has really bad eczema and she tends to scratch a lot. Now if me and Anna say, I really wish she'd stop scratching, we could be talking about her habit of scratching However, if she's actually in the middle of scratching and we say stop scratching, then we're not talking about the habit, we're saying right now. In the same way, you can give two different commands in Greek. You can say, be in the habit of doing this or do this once. Now, what might surprise us is when Paul says, make sure this letter is read out, we might think that that would be the, the command of habit, as though it was saying, always be reading this out. But actually, it's a one-time command. In other words, what he's saying is to the to the church in Thessalonica, get everyone together for for a meeting and read this out. And I'm binding you to do it. Why the strong language? Why this forceful imagery? Why this command? that They must be together and hear the letter read. We have to bear in mind that 
literacy and being able to read uh, and and engage in in um, letters like this would not have been a particularly common skill in the ancient world. It would have been certainly more common than in a time like the Middle Ages in England, but not as common as today, where you can pretty much assume that everyone can read. It's normally the outlier of someone can't. And so what Paul is saying is, what I have said, what this letter is about, is too good to miss. I'm, I need to know that everyone has heard it. See, if he gave that command of habit, oh yeah, be reading this letter out, then it could give the impression of, as you get round to it, it'll be good if everyone hears this. But if he's saying, make sure you get everyone together and do it, what he's saying is, I need to know that everyone has heard the contents of it. So what's so important that they all need to know? Well, obviously, we've been spending the last few months, I think it was actually in January that we started going through Thessalonians, uh, exploring this book and looking at all the, the, the treasures in it. I mean, uh, I'm sure you'll remember some of the things uh, for yourself, but you just find examples of what Christian leadership looks like. As Paul talks about how they were gentle among them in chapter two, you find the truth that God loves them and has chosen them in chapter one, that he's brought them into full assurance. Chapter three talks about kind of being the people of God in the presence of Christ, staying firm in the gospel. As you go into chapter four, you find that hope and encouragement for the end times, for looking forward to the return of Christ, to our resurrection. How do we, it's, it's answering the question, how do we deal with the fact that many of our brothers and sisters have died despite the fact that they were forgiven? And Paul gives an answer to that. These are all essential things that Christians need to know. And then chapter five, obviously, we've been spending weeks and weeks now in chapter five. There are just nuggets, just small commands. We've, we've referred to them many times as staccato commands, just short, sharp bursts of things which mark the Christian life. Honour those who are um, leaders in the church. Love them. Show them respect. Uh, urge those who are lazy. Encourage the timid. All these things. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Don't pay evil for evil. These are all just very quick commands which sum up Christian practice. These are what we need to know. Now, I have to bear in mind that um, this was probably one of the first letters that Paul wrote. So there wasn't a whole load of Christian literature around at the time. There wasn't like a whole load of books they can go and pick up. This is probably one of the first, except for the Gospels. And so really, the Thessalonians need to have all this knowledge because they're new Christians. Many of them would have been Gentiles who had a minimal knowledge of the Old Testament and probably some familiarity with the Gospels because they've become Christians. But they need a book. They need some teaching, some guidance on what it means to live as a Christian. And so, as I say, Paul needs to know he is, he's binding them. These church leaders have let him down if Everyone in the church hasn't heard this letter. Now, having said all that, you might think, well, you know, is the modern parallel then? The elders need to get together and uh, they teach or they just read out 1 Thessalonians to church, to us as a church on a Sunday morning. Uh, but I don't think that is what it's suggesting at all, actually. As I say, you have to bear in mind the reason that Paul is giving this command for this one-time meeting is because everyone needs to hear the contents and not everyone would be able to if they were um, simply given a copy. We also have to bear in mind something that we often don't think about today. 
copying books is incredibly easy for us today. I mean, Amazon even has a, 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 um, a, a type of book delivery called print on demand, where if there's a book which only exists as a Kindle, but you want the first print edition, you just say that you want it paid back and they'll print it on demand. Nowadays, the, the concept of copying a book is incredibly simple and very ubiquitous. But in the ancient world, you needed animal skins, you needed a scribe, you needed an ink, and you needed a lot of time to make sure you didn't make lots of mistakes. And so copying wasn't easy, but you could read a letter and lots of people would hear it. So what is the parallel today? Well, before we get to today, let's think about a time like the Reformation. Because in the Reformation, you had the Bible was in Latin. Most people didn't speak Latin. Some of the um, preachers and priests didn't even speak Latin. And they were the only ones who were allowed to read the Bible out and to conduct the services. So not only did you have the congregation not having any idea what was going on in church or what the Bible said, but sometimes the preacher and the priest didn't even have any idea. They would just memorize the Latin by sounds. It's a, it's a bizarre concept, but that's how it was done. So in the time of the Reformation, people like John Calvin and Luther came to these verses and they saw it as a, as a urge. This is what we need to do. Everyone needs to hear the Bible. Everyone needs to know God's word. It isn't reserved for the priests who can actually understand Latin. It isn't reserved for the academics who can read Latin. Everyone needs to hear it. Paul's commands needs to be obeyed. And so this is what drove their desire for everyone to have a Bible. And so as we, as we now kind of cross that bridge from the Reformation to the modern world, the parallel here has to be, it's not entirely the same as Paul in Thessalonica because, Thessalonica rather, because um, most people today are literate. But the command for us is this, you have a Bible. You have more than just one Thessalonians. You have the whole Bible. You are urged, Paul binds you, the word of God binds you to pick it up and read it and understand it. And even, even the word that Paul uses for reading out loud isn't the normal word for reading out loud. It is it's a phrase which refers to kind of knowledge and chewing and, and um, an agreement and letting it shape you. So we don't just want to read it. We want to be shaped by it. That is the command for us today. We don't need to have the elders come together and uh, read this for us, maybe that would be good. But we need to do more than just read 1 Thessalonians. We need to do more than just read it. We need to chew on God's word. That is what we are bound to do in this verse. So to myself and to everyone's listening, uh, everyone listening, I give you the same command that the Bible gives us, that Paul gives us, um, and you can adapt it as I, as I read it to our modern context. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter all the brothers and sisters or to adapt it for our context i command you brothers and sisters to read this letter let's pray lord jesus we thank you that you gave us apostles who wrote scripture who gave us your word who gave us these commands who gave us this blessed instruction on what it means to be a christian and to live a christian life so, Lord, we pray that by your spirit, you would empower us to obey this command, to, to go to your word, to chew on it day and night, to meditate upon it, to be shaped by it, to want to be Christians in light of what Christ has revealed. So in Jesus' name we ask this. Amen.